Good evening, dear friends, and uh, really glad to welcome you on Alatra TV India. And this is the Creative Society Global Talk on Education. This is a series of live broadcasts in, on Alatra TV channel, and this uh, series broadcast is in the framework of the unique global project Creative Society, which unites all people around the world. So my name is Anna, and today I will be hosting this beautiful session with, uh, with Rachna Pimrachka, and he actually a person who initiated such conversation that we have today. So up to you, Rachna, please. Namaste from India. Greetings to all. There is no doubt that the modern education system faces many problems and challenges and other spheres in our society. Because we are living in a consumer format society, the time has come and we have a chance to change the way of development of our society from the consumer oriented to a creative one. So today we talk about the goals and basis of education that should be in order to have a peaceful and a harmonious society. How to change the format of society to education and many more interesting topics. And with great pleasure, I would like to introduce our today's guest, Mrs. Simran Kaur. She is an educationist serving in the field of uh, education more than uh, three decades. She is an art of living teacher Principal of Kodar International School, CBSE. Then we have Mrs. Suchita Malakar, the Principal of Kodar International School and, the, and heads the Cambridge Assessment and International Education. And our third guest for today is Dr. Smita Patterson, Principal of Kodar International School and educator by choice, is presently heading an international school for the age group from three to 17 years of uh, of students. So it's it's uh, like all three of you from Koda group of schools. So it is an honor to hear your perspective today. So welcome to the live conversation. Now being an educator is a very responsible profession and it is every time about sharing love not and knowledge to the students. So could you please tell us what inspires you in your work? So I would like to put up this question first to Simran Kaur, ma'am. Uh, good evening. Namaste to everyone. Uh, I'm Simran Kaur. Uh, well, the question is that why, what inspires me to be an educator? Education itself uh, means that we need to, uh, you know, educate the surroundings. Education is what makes big dif difference between the, among the, uh, you know, uh, one's life itself. The purpose of education is to build good, strong, and talented personality and bring them spirituality-wise also as a good human being. According to me, education is not just uh, to gather information, but it is also for development of holistic personalities. So this is what I understand by education is to educate the surroundings also. Thank you so much, ma'am. Yes, education is the development of holistic personality. So now I would like to put up the same question to Suchita, ma'am. Could you please tell us what inspires you in your work? Rachana, I always saw the little ones and I have children of my own. And what I felt is 
finally the responsibility of bringing these little ones into the world is ours and that's where perhaps my journey of education actually started was from my own children because i felt they were the future for tomorrow and so what we imbibed in them what we created out of them was our responsibility so it's a moral responsibility not only as an educationist but even as a parent that everybody must take seriously is in bringing up the youth of tomorrow that's a huge responsibility on our shoulders and that is where i feel i too came from thank you so much ma'am and yes being an educator it starts from first being a parent the day we become a parent the journey of teaching starts from the day we we have our own baby so very well put up now the same questions uh, smita ma'am i would like to uh, ask you what inspires you in your work uh good evening rachna good evening ana good evening to all the viewers of today's program well uh, for me uh, since my childhood it has been a first choice for me i have uh, seen my grandparents i have seen my parents in the same profession and it automatically came to me and it transferred into my i suppose the genes too um the other thing that inspired me to carry on was that it is a profession which directly impacts the society and because i'm a people's person i love interacting with people and the stakeholders in a school they are a huge group so it did uh, you know uh, inspire me further and uh, no day is the same in education every day is different and i just love to you know uh, handle things and more because the magnitude of learning becomes very very high when every day we are handling different situations we are learning a lot and as i'm a result oriented person i love to see the outcomes of my students and my team so i have just uh, the inspiration was genetically but then what kept me for three decades and more into this profession are all these factors that i just discussed thank you rachna so ma'am usually we always when we talk we always say that the kids copy what their parents do and you have proved that you have proved that genetically as you are from the teaching background your parents and grandparents so you have been following that and yes each day even if we are educators for more than three decades as you mentioned but each day we are also learning and especially last one year uh, technically i think most of the educators have learned we have become more of a learners than uh, uh, imparting new learning to the kids thank you so much ma'am ana over to you Yes, thank you so much for sharing and indeed you know this is really like responsible profession but uh, when you share this very interesting profession so thank you so much for this and uh, by the way we just uh, gather today to hear your vision of creative society because you know for now millions of people are already answering how do they envision creative society so now from your professional point of view and also firstly as a human could you please tell us what is creative society for you so mrs shimran please could you start yes for me creative society is uh, starts with the human 
when we talk about human beings human humanity has uh, you know first starts with head and then uh, we talk about when we talk head suddenly we come to the heart and when head and heart is connected definitely happiness has to be there so we, if we want to create a happy happy society creative society definitely we need to take care of the head and heart if when uh, children come to us in the school we see their uh, intellect but at the same time we love them because expression of love is service we have to understand that with the help of kindness compassionate way of our living uh, creating truthfulness among the, the society and uh, creating uh, an atmosphere where all children understand the real meaning of uh, humanity human beings and that is how they can behave with one another when they are together in the classroom situation and that is how i see that head and heart must be connected to create happiness this is what i understand by creating happy society in this atmosphere Absolutely agree with you. Humanness should be like as a first position in creative society, and everything should direct it for the benefit of a human being. Thank you so much for sharing. So, Suchita, ma'am, we would like to hear how do you envision creative society? What I felt was uh, it brings out the best amongst the people. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, it is the outcome of uh, the best of human qualities. I found the project very enriching and very enlightening because when we have little children coming to us, as Simran said, we uh, see they are very innocent in their heart. But I don't know, as time goes by, somewhere down the line, we ourselves witness that humaneness, that humanity is missing. Why so? So again, as I say, that's a huge responsibility on our shoulders to in this materialistic and consumerism world that we create a society where humanness is the, is the basis for any kind of activity. I feel every individual, when you look at yourself, that is when you realize how I need to be treating others that connect between people, connect between humans is very important for the healthy development of any society. And that is where I feel the creative society plays a large role. And it's a wonderful initiative. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Really, you know, like came this understanding that really in consumer format, like we are feeling that we are like masses, right? So they're like crowd, but in creative society, the most important thing that we are all individuals and we could open our like human potential, right? And bring ourselves. So then become creative society. When we like each of us, we are feeling this uh, like individuality. <laughs> so thank you so much, Suchita Mam. It's really, you know, like important understanding about creative society. Uh, Dr. Smith, we are waiting to hear how do you envision creative society? Uh, when I went through your uh, brochure that was shared by Rachna, uh, it was very, very impressive as Suchita has already said that. You know, people have been um, thinking about various things. We're so happy to see that this aspect, which was completely left out, has been taken up by you all. And it's a massive, massive achievement for you all. And kudos to you all, first of all. 
um creativity uh, for me it's a, the simple meaning of it is to have original thoughts and perspectives and it clearly demonstrates your brochure clearly demonstrates that as i've already said now this creativity you know has to be understood as a phenomena it cannot be done overnight it will take time it will take a lot of mindsets to change it will take lot many approaches to come in it will need a lot of views opinions suggestions from people and that's exactly what you're doing and uh, you know for me creative society is a society where creative people can work together can be at the same platform maybe with different views but yes there'll be a lot of learning amongst each other it will cater to the individuals as well as to the elite uh, strategies of creation and the designing systems of this society it will definitely empower people because the uh, crux of it is very very noble now uh, if i want to uh, use a term to describe a creative society i would call it maybe a universal brotherhood or i could even call it a cooperation movement so that's what creative society is and all of us getting together to achieve a goal i think it's not far away that we'll be able to create society a society a global society like this thank you so much indeed you know this is all about our collaboration and how we could learn you know work together and live together that's totally totally agree with you thank you so much i if i sum up what you said that yes it's a huge responsibility huge responsibility as suchita ma'am mentioned that for educators it's a huge responsibility and when we put in our heart and head as mentioned by simran ma'am ma'am yes we can uh, find some space of humanity which is in the today's time it is just missing off and if we add little more of edge in it like we pursue a hobby humble humbleness so we can definitely we can bring put uh, forward a step it is not meant uh, it will not happen in uh, one day as mentioned by simra smita map like uh, it's a gradual process which has to go on and if each one of us a gifts a best from our side yes we can definitely have uh, have a creative society which each one of us invention thank you so much for your insightful sharing now in order to build up a society worldwide for peaceful means we have we all have to be united by one goal now the fundamental of this goal was formed as a result of numerous interviews and thousands of social surveys with the people all over the world so i would like now like our technical support to show us a short video about the eight foundations of creative society thank you The biggest social polling in our entire history of civilization has been conducted during the last 10 years by people around the world. 180 countries, millions of people of different social statuses 
denominations, nationalities talk about the society in which they want to live in. And this is a creative society. Based on the answers of the people from around the world, eight foundations of creative society were established. A society where all people can live in happiness, peace, and prosperity. This is that very society that our prophets bequeath to us. All prophets talk about the value of life, freedom, honesty, common human values, equality before God, mutual respect, and unification of people about love for each other. They talk about the common truth and about the world which we can create. The prophets said, there will be a time when we're able to build a creative society. We are honored to live in the time which the prophets talked about. When everyone is chosen. Now, Dr. Smita, I would like to put up a question to you. Could you please share if you find these eight foundations close to your culture, tradition, or in the educational system, these values are already being practiced? Uh, yes, most of them. Uh, see, the values, when we talk about creativity, there was a time, let me go back to, as I have got three decades of experience, let's go back to say around 20, 25 years back. The education system was very, very different. There's a notion change in the complete system. Now, when we talk about all these values where you've included human life, where you've included uh, the safety, the peace, harmony, I think all of us are trying to work at these levels. Uh, at Kodans, we have beautiful programs running for children who really, really work on this. And... Uh, but I would definitely say that it takes an effort to get this through. Children don't get it naturally. The team doesn't get it naturally. It has to be designed. It has to be planned. I am looking, uh, by God's grace, I want to live so long that I see this change and see that everybody gets it naturally in them and they don't have to be taught about it but yes quite a few things have been uh, we've started working on it and i think uh, things are rolling and we are towards the goal thank you rachna thank you so much thank you so much really you know it, it's will be this time will come really and we all will live in creative society just we have to act in this way so definitely it will come much much faster and thank you so much that also you are like implement those eight foundation in your work and in the education field because it's so important to spread you know these human values in our society so mrs shimran would like to address uh, the question to you and and to, to talk with you about the first foundation, human life. 
which says that we all have common value, life, that every person's life is valuable, that we need to value the life of another person as our own. But unfortunately, today we live in society where there are many different conflicts. Uh, military conflicts, social, racial, uh, religious, economical, so actually in uh, all spheres of our life. So in your opinion, what is the cause of all conflicts in the world? So maybe there is something wrong with the system of education or we as uh, people should first of all as a society to pay more attention to the topic of humanity and also to the uh, to the topic of what unites us much more than what divides us. So what can you say about this? I would like to say that, uh, yes, we all are, uh, human beings are born the same. Uh, we have, uh, when the, a child is born, there is no language. The child understands only, you know, a smile only the child understands. Maybe in the beginning, the child doesn't understand that also. So when the children are coming from different background to our school, I'm talking about India, when the children are coming to uh, us from different schools, different religion, different caste, creed. But here in the school, we uh, you know, prepare uh, such a platform where the children must be treated as same. That is why the uniform has been created. The school uniform, the uh, you know, morning assembly, and then, uh, you know, whatever lessons have been taught, it is equally distributed for all children. But uh, when we talk about as the children grow up, yes, uh, uh, the other side, children are not from the same family background. The human values starts from the family. We see that some of the families have been brought up, the children have been brought up with strong family values and the children, it's reflects in their behavior. Whereas in other children, it is not. Some children are absolutely, you know, you see no expression when they come in the school. Slowly, gradually, when we uh, give them a platform, we create, uh, you know, peer learning. We start sharing. Then these social, uh, you know, behaviors have been developed. So here, uh, you know, when we talk about creative society, we have to work a lot. Yes, in some of the schools of India, like Kodar, we all have the same culture. We try to inculcate that all children must be treated in the same way. They must be given in this, uh, you know, uh, given same platform to speak. But yes, the children who come forward, they are, uh, you know, they are they shine, and there are children they are lagged behind. So for creative society, as we understand the, the you know, what kind of value to be created, there should not be any difference whether the child is is uh, shy a timid child or a child is a bright one. They must be treated, treated in the same way. For that, a lot of changes in the syllabus must be brought. As uh, you know, uh, in uh, Indian system, we have we are going to have, we have uh, started with NEP, National Education Policy has been started 2020, which says, which talks about a lot of equality and uh, where, uh, you know, a lot of freedom is given to the children. But at the same time, when we see the, your curriculum, the aspects of creative society, we need to redesign the entire uh, syllabus again. And we need to work upon where every child must, uh, you know, have same kind of value. If the child is coming to school, the child must have same kind of behavior, same way of understanding the, you know, the other child, other friend. And that is how we can create the child must have a you know, mind, benevolent mind. 
the child must have the kindness if the child is not been inculcated and the family values are not been inculcated then definitely child doesn't understand and slowly gradually those values are been engraved but here uh, you know when we talk about uh, creative society i would say yes the time will come where we will see as smita has also said we would like to see the creative society where we will see equality there is no difference there is uh, you know everybody is treated in the same way there is no difference between man and other and everybody is getting the same kind of behavior and respect the value this is what i would like to say this is so 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 important you know what you have said that's really no important that it should be like implemented in our society now and really we, we could do this definitely thank you so much rachna please as i could see see since you all are like uh, for more than so many years you all are in the same group the pedagogy and the uh, way of the thinking it's so so much uh, like it's it seems as if you have coordinated so well so you all know what your your group your chain of the school uh, thinks about the society thinks about the uh, kids the future generation so very well put up each one's perspective like uh, you are so, so very clear that what changes uh, and from which age group we should start so now my next question will come to suchita ma'am Chita, ma'am. Nowadays, like often we see that students they are uh, striving for marks instead of bringing some great ideas for the benefit of humanity or discovering the the world. So, according to your experience, what should be the motivation and what conditions are required so that the life of every person becomes a wonderful journey of learning, according to the sixth foundation of development personality. Suchita, ma'am, we can't hear you. I think you unmuted. Yeah, I have unmuted yeah. myself. Yeah, I was reading the story the other day where this man is cycling uh, past somebody. He sees a neighbor cycling in front of him, and he wants to catch up with him. Now the other person cycling is absolutely oblivious of what's happening. He is merrily cycling his own way. this man works really hard to reach him and then he manages to go ahead of him and finally when he moves ahead of him he realizes he has crossed his turning the lane where he, his house is supposed to be located and that is when it dawns on him he realizes that he has lost the entire beauty of that lane the cherry blossoms across the street and he has rushed past in competing with his fellow neighbor and without realizing what the hold what the world holds in store for him so this actually sums up our entire journey in this universe actually each one is here striving to compete with our neighbors each one is trying to jostle amongst if you have seen a group of crabs climbing up the rocks each one tries to pull the other crab down and reach ahead so that is the kind of human mentality that we have created amongst ourselves so this is man made you know, as i always say man is born free but is in chains everywhere and this chains are created by us the mental block that we have that we need to be the best but this is somewhere the cause somewhere where we find the causes arising from 
is the consumerism and materialism of the world that actually fascinates us humans so much that each strives to get that product and be better off than his peers. So this is something which I feel is growing by the day, undoubtedly. But yes, as Simran and Smita, both of them did mention, what is very pertinent in our educational system is that we try to bring out the best in our children. In fact, the first, uh, I think, step taken by the government is where we have removed these rankings, which is actually very much required. But again, at the end of the day, even if ranks have been removed at the lower levels in the school level, as we go higher up in society, we can see the ranks are important at every stage of life. So somewhere it has to be a conscious decision with all our educationists together, with our philosophers, with our scientists, with the people at the governing bodies to understand that we must create a kind of platform where everybody is treated equally. We don't have to keep on this rat race that has to keep moving at every juncture. So this, again, is one more responsibility which is added on our shoulders and which I do feel the Creative Society is largely working upon and is one of the most beautiful uh, terms that I uh, felt when I read through uh, the creative society was equality and that is something which is very pertinent amongst everybody thank you thank you so much ma'am so beautifully explained through uh, the story and yes all of most of us are following the rat race and even if uh, our kids this for better we, are, we as parents we are ne never happy so somewhere we have to find out a solution because each child may have a different uh, potential like when we talk about equality and when we talk about uh, uh, development of personality a child may be good in academics other child may be good in creativity or uh, like sports so we need to give importance and value of each and every child rather than just following the rat race that if my child if the other child performed and got in 90s why not my child we the other child may not be good in sports, which our child may be. So that that uh, really requires assessment. And we as educators, as you mentioned, the governing bodies, researchers, all of us have to come together so that we can take forward what creative society invasions of equality. Thank you so much. Absolutely true. So we, we have spoken about how, you know, like to to work you know with the students and how to help them achieve you know such development of personality but let's talk now about teachers because it's also you know very important that the teachers could have such uh, good conditions in school and in their workplace that they can maximize their creativity and also to open their professional potential. So Mrs. Shimran, could you please share how do you think what uh, the conditions should be for a teacher, some like security or working conditions so they everyone can uh, open their professional potential? That's uh, <clears throat> definitely if we want our children to uh, you know go to the right direction, we must see the teacher's condition first. And uh, when a teacher comes to us, a teacher, uh, we, uh, in one day, we cannot test a teacher. Definitely, we have to see the teacher's, you know, way of teaching. And But uh, one thing is decided, the teacher has to be compassionate one. 
the teacher has to be a polite one where she can handle these children very well when uh, you know in india when we are uh, selecting teachers we are looking at the you know uh, our condition that whether these teacher uh, teacher is age appropriate or not there has to be a primary level and then we uh, select the teacher kindergarten primary then middle school and then senior secondary level every standard the teachers level has to be you know uh, means, uh, measured accordingly the teachers uh, you know by testing the teachers quality we are supposed to see whether the teacher is qualified according to the subject or not she has to be a subject expert the expertise in subject brings uh, you know she becomes uh, you know becomes a teacher where the child is uh, having questions and reciprocating play the child uh, the child is able to get the answers what happens when the teacher is uh, uh, her subject knowledge is lower than the child's knowledge then it becomes very difficult to you know you know bring that condition and the child doesn't accept in the class while uh, assessing the teacher appointing a teacher in our uh, indian system we see the basic qualification and uh, uh, definitely the communication skill the skill uh, which she comes from the background she comes from the uh, you know ability to teach reciprocate in the same way compassionate way you know, gel with the children and uh, show her uh, enthusiasm towards the children when the children are asking a question she is ready to answer 10 times she is not getting irritated by uh, you know asking by one question she is ready to answer 10 times and now adays the education system is very different than the previous my time if i talk about the uh, you know three decades uh, four decades before that that time the education system was rote learning now it is very interactive way of teaching the teaching is not same as those days the teachers were now the teachers are been updated upgraded according to the need and requirement as now online classes we see the teachers are now updated themselves according to the technology the technology driven teachers are accepted by the teachers children and the teachers are able to uh, you know take care of their children's need immediately and uh, that is how this lockdown this situation has been handled by all our teachers so well that the children are uh, you know at home but at the same time teaching is on the learning is going on the learning is never stopped the learning is you know wherever they are they are able to teach reach to the children they are uh, in any how somehow they are managing to teach them online and sometimes they are uh, you know accepting their call answering their uh, you know queries through phone calls even so teacher is who the teacher is one who can understand the child well and at the same time she can answer all questions of a child and at the same time she remains calm she never loses her cool that is what i understand that teacher has to thank you so much uh, suchita ma'am could maybe you would, would like to add something on this topic so what uh, condition actually required for a teacher to open their pro professional and personal potential so sachita ma'am please uh, just please uh, yeah hello uh, you're totally right 
uh, as Simran pointed out, the pandemic was an eye-opener to us. It was actually something that taught us that where we needed to reach out to people across a platform. Physically, it is very easy to reach out to somebody. I and you would connect immediately when we come together. But on a virtual platform, see, we had students moving into grade one who for the first time were sitting through longer hours, who for the first time were, was coming across a teacher who was totally unknown. So imagine a five-year-old connecting virtually on screen without any kind of physical co uh, compatibility or knowing the teacher personally. So it was a mammoth task for our teachers. In fact, the first thing that I instructed my teachers was that I want you all to create that personal connect. Forget about educating any child for the first month. Even if the child does not receive much, we are okay with it. But your emotional connect your empathy for that child should somewhere sprout in that first month. The bonding has to be created and automatically everything else will follow. As we say, what starts in one part of the universe is going to grow throughout. If I plant roses tomorrow, there are going to be roses everywhere. If I plant hatred somewhere, there's going to be hatred all around. So that's the same thing that happens in any fraternity. And that is where I felt the teachers were very important to continue this culture of empathy and humaneness in every being. It is how, as you sow, so you reap. And honestly, it is very much prevalent the way our education system lies, what is imbibed in us children back at home, back in the school is going to continue a long way. So the kind of uh, resources that our teachers made out at that time to create a kind of bonding, small activities, small playway method with the tiny tots, you know, in their own rooms. I remember one activity the teacher had created. I want to see anything red that you can get hold of. Let's be having a, you know, competition and I'm counting till some 20 or something, she said. And there were little ones running all around the screen just to get hold of that. So that is something that I felt brought about a big change in the entire scenario of teaching. And that was important at that moment. Thank you so much. Dr. Smith, maybe you have some, something to add or some, some thoughts to share with us. Uh, uh, yes, Anna. Uh, I think um, what teachers require is a lot of autonomy. If we are really looking for uh, a creative society through teachers. Now, we think a lot about students, but how much do we think about teachers? We have targets to achieve. We have results to give. Uh, Podar has a system uh, uh, where uh, teachers are also have to achieve targets. We go out of the way to support the students. But how much are we... Uh, means are we walking that extra mile to support the teachers also? Uh, so the first thing I feel is that when we are trying to create an environment, a positive good environment for the students, we have to do it for the teachers first. Because uh, 
I have a very different thought process about it because IQ is okay and IQ is genetic. But what about the happiness portion? What about the emotional portion? And what about the social portion? And any campus of a school is a creative campus only when all the aspects are taken care of. There are so many things that they learn from home. And there's so much of sharing amongst the students. Now, when we talk about, uh, like, we have to allow the teachers to explore. We have to allow the teachers to brainstorm. We have to allow the teachers to think out of the box. I'll give you a very recent example. Just before the session started in the, on the 5th of April, we had brainstorming sessions in our school, faculty-wise. And they came up with things which I, as a leader, would not even have thought of. What The simple reason behind it is that I, as a leader, my forte is one or two subjects. I'm not an expert in all the subjects. So I have to trust them and I have to have faith in them. I have to leave it on them. And they came out with such beautiful ideas wherein we conveyed it to the parents. And this, it, this was all about methodologies and pedagogies. Because we had thought that online classes have gone on for a year. Now we need to make it more interesting and engrossing for the children. Otherwise, the attendance is going to drop. I just... I just served this question on the platter to them. And I got hundreds of answers to it. I could have thought of two, three. Right? So when, you know, and we should give them the liberty to speak. When we are conducting such sessions, it should be made clear to them that nothing is right and nothing is wrong. Speak up whatever is crossing your mind, whatever is crossing your heart, as Simran Nam said. So I think um, this is what I feel, that uh, if we just give that autonomy, a little bit of an autonomy to the teachers, I'm sure that they will give good results and it will help us create this kind of a society quicker and better. Thank you so much. Rashnab, to you, uh, could you please unmute yourself first? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, ma'am. Uh, like I could well resonate what you three of you said. Now I will just uh, like to add on recently one in one of the social media handles, I I just read for the first time required teachers. She might be average with her subjects, but we want a teacher who is loving, who is emotionally and who can personally connect with the child and understand the child well. So recently, just 10, 15 days back, I just uh, read this and it really touched my heart. Like, yes, this is what uh, it should be. Like, uh, see, topic-wise, we all are trained and we know. But the main point is that, uh, especially during this lockdown uh, on online, uh, the teacher need to be patient and loving so that the attendance doesn't drop out as uh, Simran ma'am said. And three of you, the way you all are uh, saying the happiness portion, the emotional, it has to be there. Otherwise, the kids are not going to 
who attend the online classes i will just uh, correlate with uh, one of the instances uh, last year when the pandemic lockdown was announced in the month of march and we all didn't know what to do and uh, all of us were in a dip, uh, like depressing phase uh, finding out solution and first week of april you know i played treasure hunt with my little kids like uh, age group of 5 to 8 years with their parents and we just played treasure hunt with a small small things which the kids they could uh, just find it uh, in their home like uh, with what we eat maggi then the kids they used to say pork and then they used to rush uh, in the house to get a pork so there we could see the happiness the emotional quotient in the child so yes we have to find out the ways wherein the kids they are happy and uh, then only we can think of online learning uh, uh, with 100% attendance so now with this i would like to show you a short video from the global international online conference of creative society united we can so i would therefore request the technical team to show us the video Right now, I'd like to read a short letter that one school principal sent to every teacher he employed. A very old letter, but very important. Dear teacher, I have survived a concentration camp. My eyes saw things that no man should ever see. I saw how educated engineers were building gas chambers. I saw how qualified doctors poisoned children. I saw how trained nurses killed babies, how graduates of higher educational institutions shoot and burn children and women. That's why I do not trust education. I am asking you, help your pupils become humans. Your efforts should never lead to the creation of scientist monsters, trained psychopaths, educated Eichmanns, reading writing and mathematics are only important when they're helping our children become more human. However, in the creative society, dear friends, in the society that we're all dreaming of, education is teaching us unity. It's teaching us to love. It is inspiring and open up our best human qualities. This is education with teaches us how to love and respect each other, how to live in peace and friendship together. This is education that opens up our individual potential and helps us to become highly qualified specialists with high moral and human values. So Simran, ma'am. Could you, we just saw a video, so would you like to comment on it and your views on it? Yeah, definitely. It is so touchy listening to this. Uh, I would like to say that I always, uh, whenever I take rounds and when I talk to my children, whether the children are from grade one or grade 10, whenever I go to them and just see whether they are, uh, what condition they are in, whether uh, they are somehow sitting in the class or they are happy in the class. Actually, uh, we, the children are not coming just to learn. 
learning can take place at home also as now i think from uh, seeing this situation maybe uh, homeschooling will begin maybe uh, such condition will come that parents will not have faith in the school or maybe they will not be very happy to send their children and they will they may uh, make them sit at home but uh, understanding that the child children are having this kind of view that if education is such i don't want to go for education i just tell all my children whether you are a doctor or not whether you are an engineer or not whether you are uh, something else chartered accountant or not but you have to be a very good human being first you become a human being then only you can become anything and uh, i tell parents also when i whenever i connect with the parents i say first you tell your children to be a good human being they must have love respect for each other there has there should not be any kind of hatred because joy has to be spreaded and smile doesn't have any language we all have to smile and you know reciprocate in the same way if a person whether you know that person or you don't know but when you smile the person also smiles and that is how the language has to be this is these are the some such sign languages are there when we say how are you we put up a thumbs up it is the sign that i yes i am fine and these are the uh, such lessons we all have to understand and create such kind of atmosphere in our society where purity is there in heart purity is in heart where uh, you know uh, clarity is mind there has to be clarity in mind and sincerity in action the actions are has to be very sincere and contentment in the is the formula for happiness this is what i understand when joy and happiness has to be asked what do you mean by joy so joy and happiness uh, whether it's joy or happiness purity in heart clarity in mind sincerity in action and contentment is the formula for happiness and that is what i feel that we all should have wherever we go we should spread this kind of simple action and spread happiness wherever we go this is what i understood and i like those uh, you know words it's really touched me so much thank you so much thank you ma'am and i would just sum up your statement in one line smile is contagious yes so, it is please <laughs> smile and other person see i can see beautiful yes. smile in all my speaker's face and my co-host face so now suchita ma'am i would like to have uh, your views on the video which we saw Yeah, Rachna, uh, you have heard of this term. All of you already have heard of this term Ubuntu. You, know, this African philosophy that is there. Uh, I believe there was a African social scientist who went and uh, had a competition amongst the children to uh, take some sweets. So he wanted uh, each to run the fastest and pick up the sweets. and uh, all of a sudden uh, very strangely he sees each one holding each other's hand they all go towards the sweets together and take it together so that is ubuntu where everybody comes together where we have to uh, big uh, you know net fan i'm always on surfing around the net so today morning i just saw a video which was so beautiful a young child who a young maybe a 3 year old or a 4 year old child suffering being in the last stages of uh, some ailment of his 
uh, his last wish was to see a Batman, to meet Batman. And the doctor there decides to dress up as a Batman and come to him suddenly. And this child is so elated. He, it's as if he's seen God in front of him. So that, those are moments which I feel, that is when I felt we need to take our profession to another level. We need to go beyond where we are. It is just not today I don't the hat of a, a principal, so I need to be a principal. As Smita correctly said, I must be with my people, be it with my students, be it with my parents, be it with my teachers. We all need to come together on the same platform. That's what I would like to mention. Um, as you mentioned about this Batman, in Mumbai there is a school and the similar situation in reality it had happened. A child was uh, suffering from cancer and the owner of the school, like he asked, what's your last wish? And you know the child that I wanted to meet, I want to meet Salman Khan before I die. And, and ma'am, you will not believe, uh, hats off to that sir, he made all that arrangement and Salman Khan came to that school to meet that child. So the same uh, as you are mentioning, so this is what uh, is uh, happiness. As you said, ki what we wish, uh, we think it's our last wish, but what, uh, what if we wish and it comes to know, then you, you cannot express it. But th thank you so much, ma'am. Now the same question comes to Smita, ma'am. Um, the video was absolutely amazing. Uh, I had goosebumps while I was listening to the gentleman. Um, humanness, morality, or uh, human qualities, like it's all stage by stage. It's all in phases. We talk about, uh, before we talk about, you know, the very uh, popular human values, are we giving the basic values at the right age? The basic values of honesty, of courage, of maybe self-awareness. Are we doing that? Why I'm talking about all this is because when our value system is in, pla uh, in place, I'm very sure that the humanitarian aspect also is dealt with in due course. Right? Now, sometimes I question myself how much of humanness is left in humans it's a big question for me actually we see instances we small little instances like a child uh, has met with an accident people just pass by but we are inculcating all these little things in our students at school our senior children are trained for first aid. If anything goes wrong with the little one, they, they would go to the elder uh, student. Now, when, when uh, like, there are so many questions attached to it that uh, does the child have high morals or do they have high spiritual values? People tend to get confused among these things. Now, these are two different things where, again, I feel spirituality and morals are two different things. One is related to what has to be taught at home, the religion that you follow. But 
when we talk about humanity that's a universal religion it should be a universal religion who am i i'm the most beautiful creation of god a human being it's not i'm smita patterson before that i'm a human am i living up to that am i looking around am i trying to play a role model and making people learn by example how can we have this in our curriculum no we can't but yes if the entire campus buzzes with all this the children are automatically going to learn that's what i call the hidden curriculum and when we are talking about see morality uh, has you know somewhere completely got lost is what i think i have always observed and i have come to a conclusion that there are two kinds of moralities one is that uh, the behaviors or maybe the thoughts and the actions that harm me and the second category is the behavior thoughts and actions that harm others now the simple equation here is that if you do not want to be harmed by anybody why should you harm somebody else and if this spreads it's a very very simple equation i think what the gentleman was saying in the video will be be able to achieve the humane aspect of a human being thank you so much true ma'am and see along with the rights we equally have to follow the duties that yes. is what you rightly mentioned that if we don't expect somebody to harm us so the same thing we have to also apply that we also shouldn't harm and yes humanity is uh, we have to first uh, daily morning early morning we have to say to ourselves i am the best human in this whole universe the thing is nowadays we, we don't uh, compliment ourselves each other each day and we expect people to compliment us to praise us but if we don't love ourselves first how can we expect the universe to love us universe gives us back what we give to the universe so first early morning i love myself we have to give this message to the universe then only the whole universe the whole humanity will love us back and it will be a beautiful place thank you so much for your feedback Yes, uh, I'm over to you. Thank you. I really also like the notion the hidden curriculum. It's really <laughs> interesting part because it's you know like this understanding that mostly this hidden curr curriculum is like uh, how we we actually act, how our heart actually like told us to act. So this is I think the hidden curriculum. Thank you so much. It was really interesting answer. So Dr. Smith, maybe also you could elaborate on this. So what can educationists do in their places so that we can faster build a creative society, create those conditions that really lets all people and every human to have access to a free and qualified education and to ensure perspectives of development of our 
civilization? Uh, I think people have started working on this as far as equality of education, etc. is concerned. In India, the RTE Act is very prevalent. Uh, that's the right to education. Uh, we've got uh, quite a few children in our school who are working well. And uh, I, I feel that, you know, the combination of qualities have to be right as we are making a, a preparing a dish. If the salt is more or the chili is more, it, the taste becomes very, very different. So the quantity, quantity and the quality has to be right. Now, uh, building the capacities or capabilities or nurturing talent, we all say that we believe in holistic education. Are we really doing it is my question. And if yes, then to what extent? Uh, at present, as Simran Ma'am has also talked about and Suchita has also talked about, we were so quick to develop the new skills as far as online teaching is concerned, which has proven it's an evidence that we can pick up things. And if we are given the right environment, why can't we have a creative society as soon as possible? I think for our teachers, uh, Simran Ma'am Suchita uh, will agree that within three days, we completed our training and we went online. Three days, 72 hours. So the objective has to be clear to us. The objective in that case was to conduct online classes because of the lockdown. And everybody plunged into it, dived into it. And everybody did it so well. There were so many permutations, combinations we made ourselves. We searched from the net, we had trainings, we learned, but there were so many things we improvised ourselves which suited our environment, why can't we do the same thing for a creative society? Why can't we all think in the same manner and get down to doing it and achieve it? And a big all the best for that. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's really, um, I, I'm really inspiring because it's indeed dependent on creative society, depends on each of us. So that's why it's so important that you could unite. And as now we are just uh, talking in this conversation about our future, but we are already you know, uniting in this our common goal because we all would like to as fast as possible to achieve it. And you're absolutely right. So we have to really to see this common goal, to see the objective, to, to where we are moving as all humanity. So then it will be really easily for us to realize it. Thank you so much. Uh, Suchita Ma'am, maybe you would like also to add to this uh, question to this topic so what can educationists do in their places to faster build creative society 
Yes, Anna. I totally believe that technology can bring people together. But now here what we need to do is we have to amalgamate technology with humanity. As we said, we have to use technology to the best of our abilities. If you remember, uranium was first discovered for uh, medical purposes. But sadly, it went on to create the nuclear bomb. So technology can be used to our benefit and it can be used to our worst. So as educationists, it is very important how we imbibe that culture in our future generation. But again, what we need to realize at some point of time is that we have to also bring about this an end to this consumerism and materialism that is there in society. So I feel if as a creative society, we can get together to somewhere bring this materialism and consumerism in a platform of equality, where people would realize that I use how much I consume, that is the amount, how much I need that I possess. But sadly, in this, as I call it, the rat race, we have all been trying to fight with each other, jostle with each other to bring out the best amongst us. And that somewhere comes from our childhood itself. As we said, at every point of time, we have races. At every point of time, we have competitions. At every point of time, we are uh, trying to compare one with another. It is a usual innate human nature in us to say, oh, see how beautifully she has written. Why don't you try to write like her? So these are things that are somewhere being imbibed from when the child is born. As we have two children, we often tend to unknowingly compare them back home as well. So if somewhere down the line, if this is the uh, a mindset that we can withhold, we can keep away from, I somewhere feel the creative society can largely attain our goals. As an educationist, we can also, again, bring about these changes. But yes, there's a lot of red tapism when it comes to education as well. As Smita said, everybody needs to be given that freedom. In fact, it's, it's a very sorry state. I have to say out here, whenever I go to, for conferences, you often have management representatives. And sadly, in that conference, all they talk about is millions and trillions. Why? In an educational conference, I do not need to know what millions and trillions I can get into the system. I rather need to know what kind of culture, what kind of humaneness can I imbibe in my learners. So this is something that has been lost in this rat race of ours. So as educationists, this is one of our biggest responsibilities is to obliterate the millions and trillions from the educational system and try to imbibe the actual culture and humanity that is required. Thank you so much. It's so you know, important as education really to uplift the humanity you know, and, to, and really you know, inspire and motivate every person, every student and uh, all people actually around the world. Thank you. Thank you, Suchitana. Mrs. Shimran, would you like also to add something? What educationists can do in their places to achieve creative society? Yes. Adding to Smita and uh, Suchita has already said so much that what all is going on or what has to be done. 
actually i would say uh, education does not mean qualification just we are supposed to just tell our children to you know take a lot of degrees education itself starts right from very you know first step when a child takes birth the child is born that time itself the mother is the teacher and that day itself the child starts learning if you know compassion and humanity if it is together it is uh, they are as they are most relevant one so if in this difficult time also if we see compassion and humanity can only work wherever we go we are seeing the people they need our compassion only and if we are human then only we can you know lend our hand that is what is happening so uh, i understand that uniting hearts globally and being an epitome of service for the being and inspiring humanity can create you know create a very good creative society where life can be celebration life every day can be celebration we can celebrate every day it should not be a, an occasion where we are celebrating a child is coming to school the child is coming with open heart of celebration but the day is because the day is today we don't know whether the next moment is there or not tomorrow is there or not life is in now and life is in today only life cannot be in tomorrow and with this uh, you know eternal gratitude expression of gratitude towards what we are getting from uh, the other person we are supposed to be grateful for that we should understand with that awareness what is lacking is awareness if we speak with every word is uh, said with very uh, you know full stop and comma with a good pause a person can understand the language so well if a child you know you show your eyes the child understands whether you are you you don't want that action to be uh, done or it has to be done so that is how we all have to from our side whether we are a teacher or not where whichever part we are whether we are at home or we are prevailing in any society we are supposed to understand the ethics we should understand the respect must be given to the other person we must be honest wherever we are we should not forget the integrity what we come we must learn to forgive the other person as we forgive ourselves we also do so many mistakes if we forget we can forget ourselves why can't we forget the other person we have to maintain peace that we should learn from the nature and most importantly the kindness and love must be there in our very integral part of our life or our very nature we should our you know our character should reflect the kindness and love it should we should flow from our nature that is what i understand if such things are there creative society is already there only we need to you know handle it in the best way and we need to check it whether it's happening or not with these words i thank you thank you so much for an insightful conversation each and every uh, perspective whether it be smita ma'am simran ma'am or suchita ma'am i could be uh, being a educator i can resonate each and every bit of it and yes knowingly unknowingly we are following uh the eight foundations of creative society just we need to imbibe uh, with self realization 
and as the ma'am rightly said when we can uh, uh, like forgive ourselves for any of the wrong uh, deeds why not others so i i can re uh, resonate each and every bit of it so thank you everyone for watching us today the goal of the project is to build creative society purely by peaceful means and in the shortest time possible and it can happen only if all people will be able to choose it because it, it's only up to us to build up a creative society absolutely true it's only up to us to build it and that's why you know the the most important part is to inform every person about such initiatives that we have nowadays because we all have to make the choice so we have to know a consumer format and creative society we should understand what we are choosing so that's why the informational stage of achieving creative society is the crucial one so also would like to address our viewers if you would like to participate in the project creative society you can visit our website alatriunites.com and there you can find the red button join us and that's the easiest way how you could connect to all the people who are already participating and actively, actively building nowadays creative society. It's easy to do and really it's free of cost as I understood. And as I also um, know that really it's free to build creative society. Many people say that this costs a lot of money and so what, but it's not. It's only up to us to be a real human. That's it. And everything will change. And we could build together in unity. Since today we also are talking about unity because we understand only together we could build such society. It's impossible that someone can come and arrange for us as we used to think about in consumer format, that it will happen like this, but not. It's time come that we are, have to take our personal responsibility where we are living, in what kind of society we are living. So this is important to do nowadays. And indeed, as we heard from the one of the video that we have shown that everyone is chosen and we really live in a special time it's an honor for us to live in this time and to build creative society and also would like to tell you about the an unprecedented event the global online conference creative society what the prophets dreamed of and this event took place on 20th march 2021 this indeed is the most i think incredible conference that i have ever seen because it showed us that really humanity can unite and it's only can when everyone is choose to do it so thank you so much first would like to say thank you about today's conversation thank you so much and just at the end let's watch the short video about this conference creative society what the prophets dreamed of so thank you to all and see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, all of you. Millions of people from all over the world have gathered together today to speak openly about what the prophets dreamed of. We are living in time of great change as the ancestors has prophesied about this time the world will be going through a mass spiritual awakening. Because the existence of humanity itself is now under threat and will depend on if it can make the right choice. To prove to God 
to Jesus and to our prophets that we are worthy of the title of a human, that we all, the people of planet Earth, are chosen. And what's happening today, right now, is really a sign. All the prophets, great teachers who came, created a mini-model of the creative society. And um, its goal to just get out of this dead-end consumerism and move towards more of humane kind of society uh, by strengthening the society. We are more than 99% all united in one God, in one love. Our prophet's dream come true. It is our responsibility to decide. Will we forget about this event tomorrow and about the truth that we are speaking now? Will we forget the responsibility to our family and friends and leave things as they are? Will we sit and watch our world being destroyed? Or we will do everything possible and impossible to preserve life, the life of everyone without exception. God is one. Whether you are traditional, whether you are spiritual, whether you are a Christian, whether you are a Muslim, whether you are a Buddhist, whether you are a Baha'i, whatever you are, however you believe it. Today, we are all the witnesses of purification. When people from all over the world have gathered the people of different religions and come together and talk about one truth. This is the time we have to take this opportunity. This is the time we have to be together. Let's build this creative society. Let's be united because, yes, together we can.